Hi guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today is going to be episode 179 with my good friend Cody Nelson over at the Outdoorsman's in Phoenix. I want to remind you guys that you can use the J. Scott promo code and get 10% off all products over there at the Outdoorsman's. Also, it's going to be a great episode. I want to remind you that the GoHunt.com Insider giveaway for the Insider members this month is 10 Kuyu sleeping bags. Uh, If you're one of the 10 winners, you can pick uh, which degree sleeping bag you want. So that's a great uh, giveaway by GoHunt.com Insider. And uh, can't wait for you guys to hear this episode with Cody Nelson talking about tripods. And uh, very shortly, we're going to have another episode on tripod heads and uh, bino uh, adapter accessories. So make sure to get your 10% discount over at the Outdoorsman's. Also, they're given a big gear giveaway. Uh, there's three amazing packages that you can win. And uh, you can go to their Facebook page or their Instagram page uh, in order to sign up to be entered. Uh, And they're giving away uh, some great stuff, including a tripod, uh, adapter, and a head of your choice. Uh, I believe a backpack and uh, an optic, uh, a a rifle Swarovski X5 uh, rifle scope. So go to the Outdoorsman's Facebook page or the Outdoorsman's Instagram to sign up uh, for that great three package giveaway. Uh, guys, I uh, want to thank you for your support. As always, you can send me questions at jscottoutdoors at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to check out my new website, jscottoutdoors.com. Let's get right to this episode. Guys, the title sponsor of my podcast is GoHunt.com Insider, and they're doing a 30-day free trial exclusive for the J. Scott Outdoors podcast listeners. Go to GoHunt.com forward slash J. Scott and click on the blue free trial button and go through the steps. It only takes a couple of minutes. You will be required to provide a credit card, but you will not be charged until after the free 30 days. You can cancel at any time within the first 30 days to prevent being charged. If you have any questions at all, you can email freetrial at gohunt.com and someone from the GoHunt team will promptly respond. This is your opportunity to see what all the buzz is about and the filtering 2.0 system and the application strategies for the Western Hunter. Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today we've got a good friend of the podcast, Cody Nelson, the owner, uh, p- co-owner of the Outdoorsman's. How you doing? I'm doing good, bud. Good to be on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you know, I always get such great feedback when you're on, Cody. And today we're going to talk about tripods and all the ins and outs of tripods and what makes a good tripod and why they're important and all the different mounting accessories that you guys offer and and uh, before we get to that though um I know you've got a archery elk hunt staring you right here in the face uh, about a month away just uh curious your thoughts uh on conditions and how uh you see this hunt going down well, uh, God, I, it, it, I think we are under 30 days now, 
and uh, I'm I'm most excited, and I, I want to get started right away. Is actually what I really want to do. I just uh, but I can't leave work, so um, you know the, that work thing gets in the way. But uh, you know they had a big fire up in the area, um, and it, it certainly wasn't the whole range that that we're hunting in. Um, but uh, I, I think they've been getting plenty of, of monsoon moisture. Um, you know I haven't been out as much as I'd like to be, but. Um, bottom line is, is that I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think the conditions are good and I think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a a really good, uh, you know, September is what I really think. I I think it's going to be outstanding. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm excited. I've got my beaver elk hunt in Utah and then, uh, I've got a hunter over in, uh, 23 South, uh, in Arizona and, um, uh, just excited to get in that unit, and uh, you and I will probably be bumping into each other. Um, but it's uh, it's kind of like he says in the movie Days of Thunder: Rubbin's racing, Jay. Rubbin's racing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, you know that unit is an interesting unit because the elk are very spread out. Uh, they're very pockety. Um, there are some big bulls. Um, but it, it's definitely a unique unit compared to other units in Arizona. It really kind of stands alone in my mind as, you know, definitely a very difficult unit to hunt, uh, to get around. Access can be tough at times. And, uh, you know, but I think that's what makes, you know, a few good bowls uh, around every year. Well, I think it, it definitely makes it interesting. And I think, you know, you I, what have we got, uh, 15 hunters in the unit? Um, and it's a large, you know, 23 South is a large unit for 15 guys. And I, I think just the, the the typical nature of that hunt is that the, 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 the elk are pretty spread out. And, uh, and, and I think it makes for a real good hunt um, in terms of, I don't think you have to have everybody crawling on top of each other, you know, around every single corner. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it it's one of those things with the uh, early date starting on the 9th of September. Um, you know, I, I think every day of the hunt that goes by, it will just get better and better and better. To, and, you know, the last five or six days of that hunt probably will be the best days as far as bugling and action um of the whole season so it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out we've got a full moon on the 18th uh so you know that's going to create in my mind a lot of uh evening or excuse me uh you know during during the dark during the night activity uh it's going to be interesting how quickly they go to their beds and you know there's probably going to be times when there's short windows to actually get at them um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out for sure. Yeah, that's that's always a that's the, the full moon never really. Uh, I, I I don't like the full moon, but at the same time, you know if they're rutting and it keeps them active, some you know I, I've also seen those mornings or you know they start early in the evening too. So you just I don't know. I just I love going out there and chasing bugles and kind of seeing what what nature's going to throw at us because it. You just don't know until you're there, and I'd rather be there doing it than talk about it. I can I can sure as heck tell you that. Yeah, I can. Uh, I'm just hoping I minimize my uh, uh, black rattlesnakes seem to have an attraction <laughs> to me. 
and I'm hoping to keep my uh, black rattlesnake well, uh, encounters to about five this year. I, I was going to tell you, I, 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 I'm pretty sure that of the one or a couple, you know, well, the couple, three different years we've been there, I'm pretty sure that you're the black snake, you know, the, the black snake uh, magnet because nobody else seems to get around them except for you. Yeah, they they tend to like me a lot, and um, so I'm hoping that uh, hoping that I can skirt around them this year. And uh, they're aggressive <laughs> little suckers. Between that and Unit Ten, we I haven't seen a rattlesnake, but maybe maybe a dozen times in Unit Ten, and all of them have been with you. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of a magnet. I should be a snake wrangler. Exactly. You go to Texas and and get in those snake pits. For sure. So, Cody, today I want to talk about tripods and, you know, the outdoorsman uh, for years has been the authority on optics and really was the first, uh, in my mind, the first company to come forward and really make uh, tripods an, an important item and really, in my mind, uh, you know, for Western hunting, put tripods on the map as far as why it's so important to use a tripod while glassing. And I know we've talked about glassing on several of our ep episodes, and I get such great feedback uh, on these episodes. But I want to talk today about tripods. And first and foremost, in your mind, what makes a good tripod? Well, you know, Jay, and, and I, uh, you know, in any of the seminars that I've taught and, you know, little educational things that we do, I think it should be first noted that any tripod is better than no tripod. Um, and, and I know we've talked about that in the glassing and we don't have to, to cover all of the glassing, you know, again today, but I just, I think that there's a number of people out there and we get the calls literally on a daily basis that they, you know, they want to buy optics, but then when it, when you ask them, you know, Hey, you know, you know, are you, are you going to be mounting these to a tripod? And I, I still, it puzzles me to this day that you still get that answer of, well, why would you do that? And so, you know, it really gives me a chance to talk to people and understand what kind of hunting they're doing and where they're at and where they're going and, you know, how, you know, are they successful? Are they not? And, and I, I also can't tell you that once we've had those conversations, and then we give people the, the, the chance to go, you know, do stuff on a tripod. The number of calls that we get coming back to us saying that, that, that hunting from, you know, a, a tripod or glassing from a tripod, it literally changed their, their experience to, for the better. And, yeah, sometimes, it, you know, you have to be more patient and do all that other stuff. But um, just the simple thought of putting your optics on a tripod literally for a large part of the country they 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 think it's a waste of time and just another piece of gear that they have to carry but you know there's times when i man I, I gotta be honest with you i i think i'd rather forget my gun than my tripod you yeah know, I, it's, it's I, definitely I, one of those things that you know if you can't find the animals and you and you know we happen to live in a state of you know arizona where we have you know trophy animals and you know, trying to, one, pick them out on a hillside in the brush, you know, when we're talking coos deer, mule deer, bears, you know, elk, whatever, bighorn sheep, uh, and then take it a step further and try and evaluate whether that's a, 
you know, a, a mature animal that you want to go after, in my mind, you know, a tripod makes all the difference in the world. And, I, you know, I'm with you. It's an essential part of, of gear that I always use. And I uh, very rarely ever go anywhere without without my tripod. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's just becomes once once I got turned on to it and started actually using a tripod pretty much on every hunt that I do. Um, I, I don't leave home without it. Yeah, it's, I mean, I literally, it's, I mean, it, to me, it's like, it's like having tires on your truck. I just, I, I mean, you know, you gotta, <laughs> you, you gotta have the tires to go down the road. So, um, I just figured that when I'm glass and I, I gotta have the tripod cause it, 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 you know, um, and if you've ever really want to do an experiment, go, go glass with a tripod for two or three days and then one day not take it and just go out there and handhold it and, and you, you, you'll learn real quickly uh, about just how valuable they are. I mean, I, 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 I can't express that enough. So, yeah. And I mean, I think, I think one of the things that a tripod does is it makes you slow down and it makes you more aware of what's going on. And I think if you did that experiment of, you know, glass one full day with the tripod, go out the next day without a tripod, I think you're going to find that your attention span is way less. You're going to, you know, you're going to handhold your binoculars and, you know, after maybe 15, 20 minutes, you're just kind of going to be like, all right, I didn't, you know, I only saw a few animals or, uh, but then you sit behind a tripod and sit comfortably. Um, it's amazing how you can sit for hours and continue to pick apart the mountain and see different things that, you know, guys sitting right next to you i've had hunters where they're sitting right next to you uh right next to me and they're not seeing uh you know i'm seeing 75 percent more than they are oh absolutely well i mean and jay the, the, the other thing that people forget about and that i think is probably one of the most you know it's it, to me it's one of the the best things about glassing with a tripod is we we still have guys that call a shop and they'll you know they're talking about glassing and you say okay well what binoculars are you glassing with and they'll say 15s and and you're like well you know are you on a tripod you know what 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 mount are you using now to put them on a tripod and people will say well I, I just handhold them and then yeah. then you ask the question hey uh, do, do you get eye fatigue at the end of the day do you I mean do you have headaches do you have you start really kind of breaking down people what they're going through and oh my goodness people are you know there's some people that are glassing man they're more hardcore hardcore than I am because these guys are glassing you know with 12s and 15s with no tripod and you know they're talking about headaches and you know migraines and all kinds of stuff and I'm like whoa man I mean you're just I mean you, you might as well just hit yourself in the head with a ball ping hammer yeah I mean it literally they yeah. just it, it's uncomfortable and and no you know no wonder why they don't want to go sit in glass for a long period of time because when you do that you're you're the eye strain is unbelievable you know the the more times that you that the steadier you can keep your glass jay and, and really it's it's I it, we've talked about this before it's an investment on your eyes because the less your eye has to you know, uh, let's put it this way it, it your eye's a muscle and the and, and the more that your muscle keeps moving and contracting and and focusing and refocusing and the less your eye does that the more focused you are literally on finding the, the animal so 
and, and you know, if your muscle isn't working as hard and, and it's less strained, then you can do that for longer periods of time. So imagine if you could put a timer on that and figure out how your eye is steady and searching for game as opposed to, you know, constantly, you know, moving, you know, with the, the vibration of, of not having a tripod. If you could somehow put a timer on that, what, what would that mean to you? Would that be a couple hours or would that be, you know, a, a, you know like on a 10-day hunt? Would that be, I don't know, what would that mean to you? Would that be hours of time? Would it be a day of time? I mean, I think the number would actually, you know, kind of surprise people about how much they're, you know, they're fidgeting with their eyes and they're, you know, they're, you know, I, I got guys that bring Visine with them because they get so, you know, irritated sometimes. But the tripod, I think, absolutely is the one factor that helps mitigate all those, you know, problems for sure. Cody, what? In your mind, what makes a good tripod? Or or basically start out for those people that, I mean, obviously the word tripod kind of gives it away, but maybe start at the basic and explain to the listener what is a tripod and what makes a good tripod. Well, I, I think the, the thing that you want out of a tripod is, is, you know, you've got people that want ultralight stuff. You've got people that want heavy stuff. And, and I would tell you that there is a place for all of that. Um, if a person came in to me right now and they said, look, I, I, I just want to get started and I want to do this um, and I want to be successful and, and, I, and I want a glass and, I, and I'd like to be comfortable, I think, you know, a mid-weight tripod, um, you know, something that's steady, um, it doesn't have to be incredibly expensive, it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, I mean, you, you don't have to, um, you don't have to have a seven or $800 tripod on every given, you know, uh, uh, uh deal, but you've got to have enough weight that it keeps the glass steady, but you don't want to haul around, you know, feel like you're, you're, you're hauling a couple of, uh, lead weights with you either. So I think there's a balance there between, and this is just talking for the average guy that wants to start up with a tripod who's never really done this before. Um, I like, uh, personally, I like uh, 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 two-leg um, extensions. So you have a tripod, and then, um, you know, like some guys want to stand versus sit. So, you know, you, you want a, a tripod that, that uh, will at least give you enough um, room to stand up. Um, a lot of guys like to stay, a lot of guys have bad backs. Um, so I, I like, I, I like, you know, for starters, I like to get a guy into a, a medium weight, uh, you know, tripod that will do a lot of different things for him. Um, and then, you know, you, and, you, and just to be clear, Cody, uh, for those listeners out there that, that don't use a tripod, uh, in essence, a tripod, uh, uh, will, fork at the top and it's got three legs and then when Cody talks about uh multiple sections correct me if I'm wrong Cody but the each tripod leg will either be one full section or it could be two sections three sections correct. in other words you well, can extend those legs out right so that the the legs will become longer where you could get one that you could uh sit behind you could get one that you could extend out another section of the leg Correct. and now now you can stand behind uh for those guys that are taller you could also 
get a uh, a center post that's extended center post. So if you've got you know guys that are over six foot tall that could stand behind and glass. Uh, right. So uh, uh, you know tripods come kind of in all shapes and sizes. Uh, there's there's ones with you know twist twist knobs, uh, lever knobs, um, but what you're basically talking about is a mid weight kind of mid level uh, tripod. Would you recommend a stand behind tripod for everyone, or do you just well, say no, nah, just get them sitting and 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 glassing? You know that's in a, a the, sitting the, position. And, and Jay, the, the tripods. We I mean you literally we we could probably write a book on this one, but the the issue is is that when Let's talk about the leg extensions real quick because we get that there, – there's a lot of different uh, – the, the tripods that I've seen you know, of different manufacturers, I've seen as many as a five-leg extension tripod. And what happens is, is that the, the longer you – know, the more you go down the leg of the tripod, the, the, the more um, – you know, the, 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 uh, they get more thinner flat. as they go in diameter. Okay. Right, right. So what happens is is that when people start extending them down to those those lower you know levels okay to get, to make the tripod tripod taller, the thing I have to warn people about is you're actually making the tripod less steady. Yes, you might be able to get it taller, but you're actually making it you know more uh, so that you know you feel the vibrations and the shakes and you know maybe you have wind that's that's blowing it around a little bit. Um, I would tell you as a general rule, um, I don't. I, I prefer three-leg extensions, or you know, I mean, so that you have you you can extend it twice. Um, I I really don't recommend or go any farther than four-leg, you know, uh, than being able to extend it three-leg extensions. And um, and the reason being is is because just when you get to those bottom legs, I mean, I've seen some of them that. I mean, I think a Sharpie is probably thicker than they are. Yeah. And I mean, they're just and, really and, and so wobbly. Cody, explain to me why, at, if, if, as the, the way tripods are manufactured, as they taper down, the way that the le- each leg, each section has to fit up into the other section, as you get towards the bottom, right. your bottom piece is, is the skinniest piece. Explain to me why that can become a problem. Well, it's it's just it's 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 basically a simple thing of physics. Is the farther you go away from the ground, your tripod and and the weight of the binoculars is way up high, and you've got literally in reverse. Now you have the thinnest and the weakest part of the tripod. Now the longest away from the glass. So you literally have you know opposing forces working on each other, and it just makes the glass not as stable as if you were to keep the tripod shorter. So I, I guess that what should be said right now, Jay, is that in general, we don't typically teach, preach, or you know, tell people, hey, look, you should be standing up when you're glassing. Because I would always tell people, find a place to sit down first. And if you, can't, if you really can't get comfortable and you need to sit on a rock, that's okay. If you need to sit on a stool, that's okay too. But, you know, I prefer not to stand almost all the time. Now, there are certain places where, you know, because of terrain or vegetation or things where, you know, maybe you're in a burn where you got a bunch of deadfall and you got to look, it just depends on where you're at. 
that you're going to have to stand. And then you've got the guys that medically speaking, uh, you know, we, we've got a bunch of co- different customers that literally they can't sit. They got to stand. So you kind of get into a quandary there of like, okay, well, if you're going to stand, do you want a bigger, heavier tripod with thicker legs at the bottom so that it's more steady? Or do you want to go a much lighter weight tripod that, you know, you can still stand, but you're going to sacrifice a little bit of, uh, you know, stability. So, you know, literally, Jay, that's why there's so, you know, we never try to tell somebody they're right or wrong for what tripod or, you know, what they're doing. But, you know, we just try to work through with them about the scenarios that they're in and the the environment and, you know, their physical, you know, ability or limitations. And then we try to educate them on the best way to, to get their glass steady. And um, and that's why we don't ever tell people they're right, wrong, or indifferent for using one tripod versus the other. But I think, you know, the the bottom line is... Wait that, a minute. Wait a minute. You won't tell other customers that they're right, wrong, or indifferent, but you and I will roll around in the dirt about things. You'll tell me <laughs> I'm wrong. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, a guy's got to have an opinion once in a while, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not afraid to. I'm not. I'm not afraid to tell you when I think you're wrong, right? <laughs> yeah, let's no. take a quick break here on that. Yes. Let's take a quick. Not a problem. Real game calls featuring the elk reel. Real Game Calls makes innovative, realistic, and easy-to-master calls using their proprietary, revolutionary design. They are located and manufactured in Gypsum, Colorado. Their calls were designed and battle-tested on some of the hardest-hunted terrain on Earth. Check out ElkReel.com. Use the promo code JSCOTT and receive a 20% discount on all purchases. Go to www.ElkReel.com. I have known the owners of the Outdoorsman's in Phoenix for over 20 years. They are the authority on optics and hunting gear. Outdoorsman's is the leading designer and manufacturer of high-quality tripods, mounting accessories, and pack systems for all hunters. Their customer service is the best in the business. Go to Outdoorsman's.com or call 1-800-291-8065 and use the J. Scott promo code to receive 10% off any products. Okay, Cody, I want to back up to something that you said um, earlier, and that's talking to people about how they're going to use their optics or or use their tripod. And I want you to walk me through a scenario, and I'll chime in from the peanut gallery, um, of you walk up to a point and you're going to start glassing Tell me what you do from the time you take your backpack off to the time you're actually now glassing and looking through your binoculars. What go through as detailed as you can well, what you're looking for. Um, you know, generally speaking, in and Jay, I know you're the same way. Um, I spend a lot of time looking at maps. I spend a lot of time figuring out where I want to glass from, where I you know, where I don't want to be, bad angles, bad, you know, um situations. Um, so after I've done all that and I'm getting up to an area where I'm going to, to glass, and by the way, when I'm doing that, 
you know, that whole uh, information gathering part of where I'm going to be and, you know, maybe I've been there, maybe I haven't. Um, I'm also thinking in the back of my mind with that, okay, what tripod do I need or what situation am I going to be in to where, you know, do I need a different tripod today for a different, you know, what glass am I, you know, what am I bringing, what am I taking? And I know that's probably a little bit different for me because I'm always testing glass and, you know, I may have, you know, I may have five or six pair of different something in my glass, but, but on a typical hunting trip when I've got my gear and, and I'm doing what, what, you know, what I'm doing for me and it's not about testing glass, I, I, the first thing I'm doing is, is, is trying to basically, I'm searching for that spot to sit down in glass where I've got a good unobstructed view of where I'm about to be, you know, where I'll be looking. And so I'm always looking either for, a, you know, a, a good, comfortable, you know, low rock that I can, you know, put my butt on and, you know, with my, my, my glassing pad and, and sit down. So on in other words, you're looking for like uh, a rock that's almost serving as like a chair, but it's going to be lower than a chair, but it's flat so that you can put your glassing sure. pad on that. Absolutely. Um, and, and not be sitting it, on the ground, it, but not be sitting too high. Yeah, Jay, it might it might be a rock. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I always kind of find a rock. It might only be eight inches high. But I just I want to get just a little just a little bit of elevation that I can sit on it and have my legs at a good angle and, you know, not just kind of fit, you know, flat on the ground. So, um, you know, it's, it's just, I, I just always kind of look for that good little spot that I can tuck into and, uh, and, and have a good glassing platform, you know, and, and I'm also you, looking, I'm, I'm trying not always, you know, a lot of guys, you know, they kind of skyline themselves and they, they kind of get up on top of a rock perch. And quite frankly, I'm always trying to kind of get away from the rocks. And, and the reason being is, you know, we're talking about tripods. Um, a lot of times when you're rocks, you know, the, the tri, I mean, the tripods are adjustable, but you know, you got to move around quite a bit, you know, to get them exactly where you want to be. And I figure the more time I'm fidgeting and screwing around with that. So I always try to get to those places that I can, you know, where I know is a good spot where I can put the legs of the tripod and, and I'm not always constantly having to knock them around or, or, you know, just keep constantly moving when I have to move angles you know, to my left or to my right. So rock piles can be good in some situations, but most of the time I, I actually kind of try to avoid them. One thing I would say about rock piles is if you have, you know, say a, a field of view in front of you uh, where you can put one leg of the tripod uh, straight out in front of you that might be extended at a longer length. Yep. Um, and then have the other two legs kind of to the side. Um, that usually plays the best in my mind. I would agree when, with that. When you're looking kind of, you know, obviously you're looking forward, but but having the leg, the the if I'm trying to exp figure out how to explain this, you have the extended leg out in front of you, and maybe the two side legs are at a shorter. Um, well, yeah, you know, I mean, Jay, basically what you're 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 trying to say is that the the ground the, the rock face or whatever you're at falls away from you at a much you know steeper angle so you got to use that the length of that tripod you right. know to stabilize the front of the tripod and then you're going to shorten up the the legs left and right 
but it gives you a little bit, it almost gives you a little room to pivot on that front leg. Exactly. So you, 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 yeah. So you're not, so you're not moving as much, but you know, you can move it in small increments without, you know, like having to pick the whole thing up and, and readjust everything time and time and time again. So yeah, yeah, and I, the other thing I might add is, is I see this a lot with guys that I guide and such and their tripod their legs will all be at different angles and then the actual uh, plane of the binocular will be at, an, at a, a cant or, a, or unlevel. I think most importantly, whenever you set up on a tripod, you want to have the top of the tripod, yep. the, the, the platform of the tripod to be as, as, as parallel to the ground and as level as you possibly can, because anytime you get a situation where your tripod isn't level, uh, the the binocular tends to want to uh, you know slide left or right or up or down, and you know wind comes up and it's not stable, it could blow over. I exactly. mean, there's lots of things that can happen. Well, I, I think Jay, that what you what you're always trying to do is 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 that trundle, okay? That that the actual. Um, you know, uh, 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 pivot point where the center column comes up through. Um, and a lot of tripods like Manfrotto's and, and Bogan's and, and such, they'll actually have a little bubble embedded in that trundle because most of them are, you know, for photography reasons. Right. And if you look at that little bubble, that bubble will tell you if your trundle's level or not. So, and I think, you know, just being a little bit anal, retentive, obsessive, compulsive, I'm always trying to keep that trundle level. Yeah. And, there, and, and, and the more, probably the more important reason to keep it level is, is then when you, when you go to, you know, when, when, it, when you go to your, your head, your head, you know, you, your head will plane left and right on the level. And you're talking your, about your tripod head. Well, yeah, the tripod head, your, your, your head will, will plane level and, and, and it, it'll make for more comfortable glassing. And I think guys, I think that there's something, you know, we don't glass with our head tilted. We don't see things in that way. You know, you're kind of trying to look for things that are in that horizontal plane. But, you know, it's like if you're looking at a 45-degree hill, you're not going to turn your head at a 45 degrees and look at it sideways. Right. You know, you, you want to get your, you know, you want to get your eyes to where they're, you know, they're, they're 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 looking level and i think it it makes for the tripod head you know to operate better and function easier and i think guys will you know they'll glass more efficiently and and ultimately see more game if they do that well and i think one of the problems comes in where if you know with binoculars you can get away with your legs not being uh you know in a in a good position and and you know it not that the head not being extremely level, but where, you know, having that trundle, having that, you know, your tripod head level, where that comes into play for me is when you go to your spotting scope, when you finally found a buck that you want to shoot or, you know, that you want to look at, um, I guess I should say, uh, and you go to your spotting scope, as soon as you put a heavier spotting scope up there, you know, heavier than your binoculars, you're going to find out real quick that not having your tripod level, not having your head level, your tripod head level, that's where you're going to run into issues because uh, the the spotting scopes are much heavier 
and they'll start pivoting, uh, you know, because they want to be level as well. Right. Well, and the other thing too, Jay, is that, and I, and we're we're both kind of touching on the same thing is you get to a point where there are certain tripod heads out there that they only function on a certain plane. So if right. you if you have the trundle tilted, you're not it won't go back level. You know, I mean, if you're not using like a pistol grid or a completely full, you know, a fluid head, it, it won't matter what you you won't get back to that that natural plane of being level. So it just stands to reason if you start level, you'll you, you'll you'll stay level, and it'll, it'll make for easier transitions when you know when you're glassing. For sure. Let's take another quick break here. PhoneScope is a company that makes custom-molded, precisely engineered smartphone digiscoping adapters. Photographing wildlife has never been easier. It is simple to text photos and videos from your smartphone and share them with your friends. PhoneScope stands behind their product with a 100% money-back guarantee. Get yours now by using the JSCOT16 promo code and receive 10% discount on all purchases. Check them out at Phonescope, that's P-H-O-N-E-S-K-O-P-E dot com, or on Instagram, at Phonescope. Utah Hydrographics is in the water transfer printing service, and they can dip almost anything into a wide range of camo patterns, designs, and colors. Whether it's guns, bows, tools, rifle stocks, vehicle parts, steering wheels, cups, or tripods, Utah Hydrographics loves taking things that are general looking and turn them into something that looks fantastic. Give them a call and see what they can do for you and receive up to a 10% discount by using the JSCOT16 promo code. Visit them at utahhydrographics.com or on Instagram at utahhydrographics. Okay, Cody, I want to talk specifically. I know you carry a, a wide variety of tripods. I'd like for you to kind of walk through some of the different tripods that you carry at the Outdoorsman's and explain to me, uh, you know, what the ins and outs kind of of each, you know, I don't know if it's, you, you know, category of tripod or what have you, but if you could just go through some of them for me. Sure. Uh, we, uh, well, first of all, we, you know, uh, obviously we are, what we are best known for um, is the outdoorsman's tripods. Um, we actually have four sizes. We have a um, we have a small, uh, which is a very short tripod that your your legs will actually go around the tripod legs as opposed to under the legs. Um, that's meant for more of backpacking, uh, horseback. Guys like to carry them in their saddlebags. Um, you know, I, I, we basically kind of made those originally for the sheep hunters and the guys that were doing, you know, uh, uh serious backpacking and, and horse packing. Then we and have is a, that tripod mainly, uh, for guys that are hand holding their binoculars, but then they need to, to get low to the ground and actually use a small, small tripod to put a spotting scope a, on. To absolutely. Um, it's, okay. it, it was, it was really kind of meant and, and originally designed for the, the sheep hunter in mind, the guys that are there, the, again, they're hand holding the binoculars and they're going to switch to a spotting scope and they just needed a, a small lightweight, um, and not overly lightweight, but you know, still steady. Um, you know, a good platform for their, their spotting scope. And so, it's roughly how tall? Oh, uh, 
you're looking, you know, right. I think the tallest it gets is is right about twenty. I think it's twenty four inches. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, but in its compact size, I, I think it's right at eleven or twelve inches. So okay, it, when and you so com- that's the tripod for, that, like you'll you see in the old photos where a guy's got his spotting scope rested on his pack and he's on the ground, you know, exactly. he's all sheep hunting and he's he's got his tripod on a rock or on a pack. This is the tripod for that guy that can still uh, carry something very very lightweight, but have a tons more stability. Uh, but if you know if someone's doll sheep hunting where you know they're they're just looking for white dots out there, once they find that or a mountain goat hunt, uh, then they want to evaluate it. Then they go use this tripod instead of having to you know try. It's a pain in the butt to put a spotting scope and rest it on a pack or on exactly. a rock. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. So that, exactly. That's, that's, that's exactly what it's for. Person. So then we have a uh, we have a compact medium, and I'll uh, we have a compact medium that has uh, two leg extensions. Uh, it is 13 inches in its compacted form. It's 36 inches fully extended, and you know basically that pack or this was this was our our, our that tripod was basically created for the guy that wanted to use both his binoculars and his spotting scope. Um, but he still was a backpacking guy, still wanted a good slim, um, you know, smaller diameter, uh, uh, you know, full tripod, but still had the ability to sit underneath it and have real good control of his optics. But yet um, it, it saves us about four ounces off of the, the medium tripod but it, it gets you about six inches shorter. Um, it, okay. You're about six inches difference. The, 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 the medium tripod is only one leg extension with a longer center post that gets you to about 44 inches tall. So, but its compacted height is five inches larger than the compact medium. So it really... For a lot of guys that that don't need that extra height, or maybe they're not sitting on a stool and they're really trying to get you know the kind of the best tripod to sit underneath and have a real steady platform, and they're not concerned about sitting on a stool or sitting higher. Um, that compact medium, the first guy I'll never forget the first guy that I told that was a sheep hunter from um, from Alaska. He was a guide. His mind was when I told him that it was five five inches shorter than the medium. His first thought in his mind was, "I can fit two more mountain house, you know, uh, uh, food packets in the sleeve of that 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 uh, that pack." And right. so for that guy, I mean that I mean you, he he was you you can't imagine how much I mean he was just overly excited about being able to carry other things, but he still wanted the tripod. He wasn't willing to forgo the tripod, but you know when I told him about that, you know that five, you know five inches less, he was like, oh, he's like, you know, I can fit this in there, I can do that, and right there, and it's actually one of our, it, it's actually our best-selling tripod right now. So, okay. and then you have the medium, and the, you know, like I said, the medium's 44 inches tall. Um, when you extend it, it's um, 18 inches compacted. And then, um, you know, that has been, that was our original tripod size. 
Um, for the very longest of time, it was our most popular, and it still is the most. I mean, it, it's it's almost neck and neck with the the compact medium, but um, it the the compact medium has been edging out the uh, the medium tripod as of lately. Um, and then uh, and then we have a tall tripod, and that tall tripod is uh, you can stand behind it. Um, we have uh, that it's it's a two leg extension. And it will get up to, um, I think it's right at six foot. Um, but when you fully extend it, you know, with your head and the, the you know, whether you're using a spotting scope or a bono adapter, you know, guys that are generally six two, six three can can stand up behind it and look through it pretty easily. Um, and then just so everybody knows, um, we do have an option for all these tripods that we do make a custom um a center post column that extends to double the length. Um, and the nice thing about that is, is it does give you another added, um, you know, extension of your center post column if you ever need it. Um, and it really does it at a very minimal addition of weight. I think it adds like two ounces. Okay, I do want to bring up one thing that that, that makes me think of, and I want you to speak to it. I've seen guys where they never extend their tripod legs at all and they make their legs as small as possible and then they have a long center post and they sit there in glass with their center post way up. Well, can I can I, I stop I, you right I, there? I, yes, sir. Absolutely. It's the worst of the scenarios. Why? Because it, a tripod it, well, I, explain, I would rather. I, well, no, no, no. I, I would rather keep. If you if you watch if you sit with me anytime glassing, and Jay, I've been with you. Uh, I, I will. I can picture your glassing profile in my head right now. <laughs> I would guarantee you that if you took Dar, myself, you, Cody Goff, or you know, and any of the boys, I will guarantee you that you almost never see the 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 center post extended. And yeah, the reason right. being is is because the higher you extend one pole like that, one center tube, it's the weakest part of the tripod. So if you, well, I want to explain, I want to explain something here just so everybody's clear. What I'm saying is that I've guided people before, and I look over and they're glassing, and their tripod legs, not one of them is extended, but their center post is all, all the, way. the way fully yep. extended. Where <laughs> the opposite is. I'm going to extend, when I first sit down, I'm going to extend my legs to get it to the proper position. And I'm never going to extend my post unless I absolutely have to. Well, and and if people can kind of take that into, you know, remember that. And then I will also add, when I'm in a sitting position, I will, though, if it's a two-legged extension... I will leave the bottom leg extension. That will be the last leg that I extend. Exactly. In my mind, if if I don't know how to explain well, it, Cody, no, no, no. But what you're trying to do is you're trying to utilize and and use the strongest part of the tripod first. You're right. you're trying to keep it as compact as possible with still remaining comfortable. But the idea is is that you know, on on the center on the center post. If you extend 
the column as high as it'll go, well, you've just kind of defeated the. I mean, why not just use a a, a monopod? Yeah, I mean, you almost have you, a super high center of gravity. Well, you, your your center of gravity is high, and everything is just off kilter. So lower the center post, and I would tell you flat out that if you took the three tripod legs and extended them to equal length and got them up to where, you know, just kind of a, a below your chin, and then your your head's going to take up some of that room in your bino adapter, the, the, those three legs extended a little bit longer than the center, the, you know, as opposed to the center tube, you flat out have a have a stronger base. It's just right. that's it, it's 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 really it comes down to physics. Yeah, and and to reiterate my point, when I sit down, I I pull the tripod leg up, but when when you're you're sit in a sitting position, the first uh, lever or first twist, I'm gonna do. You know, not the bottom extension, but the top extension to bring it up to where I'm at. Exactly. And if I can't get it up to right below my chin, at that point, then I'm going to use that lowest leg extension. But most of the time when I'm sitting, I don't use the lower leg extensions hardly at all. Because like Cody said before, those lowest part of the legs are where the tripod is the skinniest. I, I can guarantee so I, I you, wanted to bring that you up. can go home right now and pull out, you know, one of my tripods that's, you know, 12, 15 years old. And I will guarantee you that the, the bottom, the, now I'm not talking about the, the, the actual foot of that leg. But right. if you look at the extension, the bottom extension of any of my tripods, I will guarantee you that they look cleaner and less used than any part of the tripod because I never extend the legs when I don't have to. And when I do extend them, I always extend the the thickest part first. And I would tell you, I I see that. I mean, you know, I, 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 I probably see that one thing and then the center post column. Those are my two biggest pet peeves. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Um, back to the tall tripod. I mean, I can stand comfortably behind your tall outdoorsman's tripod and glass, although I'm not a big stand in glass. I'll, I'll do it at last case scenario. I'll do it if, you know, I'm hunting sagebrush, hunting mule deer and, and you know, kind of running and gunning and carrying the tripod over my shoulder and I'm just popping it down to scan and, you know, keep moving and, and that type of thing. But um, that tall tripod is nice for that because it has a long center post and, and you can also get the center post extension. Uh, but you know, I'm six foot three and, uh, can easily stand behind and glass that tall outdoorsman's tripod. Yes. It, it, the, the, there, there was actually a point in time where, when, when we decided to, to produce the, the compact medium, we actually gave consideration to not producing the medium because of the fact that there was such i mean the 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 weights are so close and you know the lengths really aren't that different that we thought well you know maybe we could just sell everybody the the tall tripod but you know when it really came down to it you know that's what we were really wanting to do was the the part that you know I, you know not to be boastful or bragging but the one of the things that sets us apart you know in terms of what people are doing in tripods um you know, giving people the option to, to choose 
and you know give them the gear that, that's best for their situation, I think that's what kind of sets us apart. And long story short, we kept all four. Sales have been fantastic on all four. Uh, you know, the shortest, you know, doesn't, you know, sell near as much with the other, but, you know, uh, the, the, the three tripods that we sell the most, you know, the compact, medium, the medium, and the tall, um, I think it gives guys a really, really good, um, versatile, you know, kind of do anything anywhere if they need to. Um, yeah. And Cody, these are machine, talk a little bit about the manufacturing of them. They're machined aluminum tripod. Uh, we, we have our, our stuff machined by Rim Country Manufacturing up in Payson, Arizona. Um, they are Floyd and Marty and Mike Saba. We, we have been friends and partners with those guys for so long, and it has been you know a really good relationship. Um, and, and these guys, they come from the aerospace in, engineering you know, uh, part of the world, and if anybody knows those guys, they don't do anything um, halfway. Um, it's either it, it's it's either too tolerance or not, and I mean, when you look at our tripods, that I think that's the one thing that we get the most compliments on is, man, the 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 work is so clean on them, and it's always consistent, and and they always work, and and they're they're literally just good quality, um, you know, pieces of of gear, and it, they're made out of you know precision. I mean, they're I mean, you ought to see their facility, but um, you know they they just do a great job of of, of manufacturing great stuff, and um, and it's precision grade aluminum. I mean, it's it's as good as it gets. So super high strength um, and 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 lightweight at the same time. Well, what what are some of the weights of the tripod legs? Um, Jay, you're we don't we basically don't have anything over three pounds. Um, it is, um, and, and I kind of wanted to talk about the weights and, and our tripods. A lot of people say, well, gosh, you know, Cody, your, your tripods aren't as light as this, or your tripods are, you know, heavier. Or, and I, I just want to be clear on what we're talking about when people are buying our tripods. Our tripods are built, you know, they're built by hunters for hunters. Okay. And what the call of it was is that, yeah, you could go buy a, a real unsturdy, you know, $50 tripod, and yes, any tripod's better than no tripod, but what people were missing was is that a lot of the tripods, you know, when Floyd first started doing this, you know, 20 years ago, the tripods were, I mean, you couldn't put both hands around them. They were big, and they were bulky and clunky, and they were difficult to carry, and, you know, so, you know, Floyd had these ideas that he wanted a tripod that literally was was lightweight, slim, but not so lightweight that it was wispy and made for you know a bad platform. So what I what I like to describe all the time is is people say, well, you know, how come yours aren't lighter or whatever? And I and I say what we like to tell people is is and quite simply it, it, and it's the truth. We've taken all the weight that was unnecessary. And kept and and because of the materials and everything used, we've kept the rigidity, and and got rid of the weight that that, that just you know didn't make sense, and we've made that in a smaller concise package that's easier to carry. And 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 quite frankly, that you know those tripods have you know we've done really really well with with the tripod line over the last fifteen years. 
So um, I think those are the one things, you know, they're, they're, they're amazingly built. Um, they're, they're, they're lightweight, but they, they're not so lightweight that they're not a good glassing platform. And, you know, they're not too bulky. Um, does that mean that our tripods, you know, uh, you know, work for everybody and work for all situations? No. Um, I think the thing that needs to be said is, is that, you know, we carry Manfrotto products, uh, you know, which is Bogan. Um, and you know, there are, you know, the, they have made some really good products over the years. I've still got Bogan products that I bought, um, from Floyd. God, I think I bought them from Floyd. I don't know, 20, I don't know, 20 years ago. Um, I still have some of those tripods today. Um, they tend to be a little bit bigger, a little bit heavier. Um, they are good quality products and they are, uh, you know, I would tell you that for people that are wanting to get started and and maybe they don't want to spend you know five or six hundred dollars on a on 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 a good you know you know one of our tripods that's you know as as good as there is in the business, um, you know we can get you started and you know I don't think we have to break the bank to do that um, because you know we want to service you know both both ends of the spectrum. Um, Manfrotto has a couple things that we do not. Uh, they use carbon legs, and, and we can talk about carbon in a minute. Um, but I think the one thing that we we carry that uh, is a really good product from from uh, Bogan and Manfrotto is they have a bigger, heavier line of tripods. And if most people don't know this, Manfrotto comes from the the, the video and the photography side of things. So you know sometimes they've got you know, giant cameras and giant heavyweight, uh, 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 you know, photography equipment on these uh, big tripods. And we've just adapted these, these you know, bigger, heavier tripods to use for, you know, uh, large spotting scopes and COAs and doctors and, you know, all these big long-range glassing platforms. And um, I'm not saying that you can't put some of those heavier optics on one of our tripods, but I think that there's a point of diminishing returns where you can actually put too much weight on any tripod. For sure. So I know that was a little long-winded there, but I kind of had to, I mean, there's, Jay, there's, there's, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that there are job-specific tripods out there, just like there's, you know, just like, you know, uh, Kenny Perry, you know, would carry, um, you know, 14 clubs in his bag, right? So yeah. I, I think there's different tripods for different jobs. And I, I, you know, I generally speaking, I have two tripods. You will almost always find a compact medium with our pan head in my backpack. And you will find an 055 Manfrotto aluminum heavy with a big, you know, heavy head on it. And I use that for the, 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 the you know, like my uh, STX-95 spotter, and I use it for my COAs. Right. So, and, and the reason is, is because, you know, I want that big, heavy, you know, platform. I want a big, heavy, heavy platform. Because when you're glassing at something at three miles, you know, y- you have to have things as calm and as quiet and as still as possible to get the best image that you can get. And I think that's for the, sure. You know. Yeah. And if you're going to be doing it for a long period of time and be looking with the COAs, you know, at long distances, uh, having the heaviest 
uh, most stable tripod a lot of times uh, is is really key to successfully glassing long long range uh, with the big heavy glass um, so I mean there's like you said there's there's uh, you know a, a club for every shot and there's a tripod uh, you know there's a lot of different tripods for every different scenario so um, well, Cody, I th- I think you did a great job breaking down tripods in in themselves. We're gonna do another episode on uh, tripod heads and mounting accessories in another episode. Um, but just love having you on the podcast, and uh, you know you've got so much experience, and uh, you know the outdoorsman's in Phoenix does such a great job uh, with customer service and and uh, making sure people have the right equipment for their hunts. I just want to commend you on those efforts of uh, trying to, you know, outfit people with the the best thing that, 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 you know, for them and walking through all the different options. Yeah, Jay, I just, well, first of all, I I always appreciate the platform you you, you give me to speak on, and it's, it's, uh, yeah, and and all we're trying to do, guys, is I I think, you know, speaking to the audience is it's just real simple to me. We are hunters, and all we want to do is help people find game. And you know, I just I think we we just we try to reach out to people, and 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 we we don't you know there are certain things that we will tell you yes this is what we believe in and this is what we think you should get, and then there are other scenarios where you know what what we're really trying to do is educate the buyer, and let that person make the best decision based on you know, either his financial situation or whatever he's trying to do. We want to help people get into the sport. We want to help people get into hunting. And, you know, bottom line, we're just here to help. And I think uh, I think my guys do a real good job of doing that. And um, we just always appreciate the, the fact that you'll let us get on here. And I don't know, I feel like I, I don't even feel like it's work. I feel like I'm just having a conversation with a buddy. Well, it's it's great stuff, and I appreciate uh, the sponsorship the Outdoorsman's gives uh, the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. I want to remind the listeners uh, to give Cody and his staff a call, uh, and uh, that that phone number is one eight hundred two nine one eight zero six five. They can also go to outdoorsmans dot com uh, and check out all of the stuff, uh, the tripods that we were just talking about. And don't forget, uh, the Outdoorsman's offers the J. Scott Outdoors listeners a 10% discount. Uh, so make sure to take advantage of that. Uh, Cody, thanks so much for your time. I look forward to uh, covering tripod heads and mounting accessories, which you guys have the best tripod mounting accessories in the business. Um, and uh, I can't wait to break that down and uh, explain what you guys offer to the listeners in another episode as as well as uh you know unbelievable backpacks i know there's what what is going on at the outdoorsman's down there i know you guys have got some great big news coming up and maybe you can't share now but uh, there's some big well, stuff we, happening we got some you know jay just to you know we, we, obviously the excitement and we've got our new backpack that's out and it's you know we i we're we're doing so good with them. We haven't been able to keep them in stock, but we're we're just getting stock back in now. Um, we're uh, we're assembling the packs, and it's just it's this new long range pack has just been uh, been a, a huge success, and we can't we can't thank the the uh, our customers enough. Um, we do have some giveaways coming up, so I just I, I kind of want to keep people. 
um, we're, we're just putting the finishing touches on them, and, uh, and I'll know more uh, by the time that you and I break down the, uh, um, the tripod or the heads and, uh, and, and all the adapters and, and bino adapters and, and that uh, part of the tripod, um, we will have a lot more information for you. Uh, but just uh, I, I think it's a really good giveaway. I think people will be really uh, – they'll be very rewarded if they you know, got an opportunity to win this, period. Awesome. Sounds great, buddy. Well, um, uh, until I talk to you next time, God bless. And uh, I'm, I know I'll talk to you before your hunt, but uh, uh, it's been fun preparing this summer. I know you've been preparing as well and, you know, uh, shooting our bows and, and uh, exercising and just uh, trying to get our mind wrapped around our tags and the hunts coming up. And, uh, you know, it's a grind. It's, uh, you know, it's it's not all it's not all fun and games. A lot of times these, these hunts turn into marathons and turn into, you know, it's, it's, it's a grind. And I think, you know, you got to prepare yourself mentally for, for all that, uh, you know, it's going to come our way. So, um, I'm pumped. It's all worth it though. 100%. Oh, oh, buddy. All right, buddy. Sounds good. Hey, Jay, again, thank you for the platform, bud. Appreciate it. All right. Take care.